Welcome to this episode of Answers to Questions about Rx Racial Healing with Dr. Gail C. Christopher, author and award-winning social change agent. Each seven-minute segment offers insights intended to support co-facilitators working in communities and organizations to bring diverse people together in circles of compassion for the urgent work of eliminating racism and its consequences. If you have questions, please send them to us at rxracialhealing.com. Do people have to become vulnerable and confess their racism experiences in Rx Racial Healing Circles? You know, the concept of vulnerability has been associated, I think, too often with the work of racial healing, which is why I designed this particular approach to optimize the experiences of connection. We as human beings need to feel connection. We need to feel that we're in a supported environment. And so I'd like to put the focus more on what are positive aspects of the experience rather than the anxiety producing frame of vulnerability. We've designed this approach so that people feel supported enough and prompted to share honest, authentic stories. And those stories are less about vulnerability and more about authenticity. Why are prompts used in the circles? Again, to to reiterate, the, the prompts help to guide the discussion And actually, in this approach, our ex-racial healing, the prompts focus on basic human motivational needs. They're designed to trigger or to elicit stories that respond to our basic human need for security, our basic human need to self-express, and our basic human need for a sense of agency. Those are commonly shared across all races. And so we use prompts that bring up stories that reflect that. And that's kind of the magic in the sauce, because what you end up having is this immersion experience in very human stories. But if you've done your organizing properly and the circles are as diverse as they need to be, you do find that the experiences of being exposed to racism and racial hierarchy are ubiquitous in our society. So the short answer is we use prompts to assure that we've created an environment that is reflected of compassion and caring and will help to elicit authentic sharing and actually raise human levels of oxytocin. Why don't your prompts focus on racism directly? Because we are trying to enhance our capacity to see ourselves in the face of the other. We are trying to make a small step in eliminating the fallacy of racial hierarchy. And to demonstrate how ubiquitous the experiences of harm are from exposure to racial hierarchy. 
So what we find is that having prompts that focus on our humanity, that focus on our basic human needs, that focus on our sense of agency, we bring ourselves into a common shared experience of our humanity and often reflect the absurdity of racism. And that brings about the, the consciousness transformation that is an outgrowth of the experience. So why must these circles be comprised of diverse people? Again, we want to emphasize the ubiquitous nature of racial hierarchy or the belief in it. And so when you bring Native American and Asian American Pacific Islanders and African American and Latinx and Puerto Rican origin and Hawaiian and white and Appalachian, when you bring us all together, which our society doesn't do enough, you know, one of the ways we've reinforced the fallacy of racial hierarchy throughout the centuries is by separating people. Our doctors, our educators, often our, our bankers, our teachers, they can go their whole lives and not have authentic relationships or authentic experiences with, with people from groups that are perceived as the other. And that's another reason why we really have to create these situations where people share space, where they share compassionate, safe space. And it helps to break down. The literature is very clear. It's only through interaction with the perceived other that we begin to break down the biases and replace those biases with more authentic narratives of who we are as a human being and as a human family. Why are these Rx racial healing circles always co-facilitated? Well, I believe in modeling, you know, uh, even in, in parenting, you know, your, your children don't really listen to what you say, they watch what you do. And so when we're facilitating racial healing circles, we really want to model from the very beginning this notion that two, that we can come together across perceived difference. So ideally, the co-facilitators are of two different races or <clears throat> gender identities or places of origin, of native language. You know, we just want to model that this is how we can relate authentically. We also know that because the subject of racism, you know, is one that is fraught with a lot of stress and tension and pain, even though we've done everything we could to design an experience that moves us beyond our adherence to racial hierarchy, there is a certain amount of opportunity for, for pain. And so if you have two people facilitating, we can always keep an eye on what's going on in the room. You know, we can play different roles and we can help to manage the milieu, if you will, to manage the environment in a way that is going to achieve our stated goals and objectives. Again, this has been Answers to Questions about Rx Racial Healing with Dr. Gail C. Christopher, author and award-winning social change agent. If you have questions, please send them to us at rxracialhealing.com.